there was a beach in which there were a lot of starfish which were washed ashore and all the starfish were lying on the beach right there were literally tens of thousands of them and there was one guy who was walking on the beach and he was picking up one one starfish by one and throwing it back into the ocean so that it could survive right and another guy comes and asks him why are you bothering there's 10000 starfish you will never be able to hit all of them what difference is it going to make and the guy says you know as he picks up a starfish and throws it back into the sea he says it's going to make a difference to this one this one that i'm throwing in welcome to the business developer podcast with sujay a source of inspiration for business developers by listening to this podcast you may gain some ideas inspirations or food for thought towards your own journey of developing your business successfully now or in the near future thanks to many of you who liked the previous episode with raghav radhakrishnan wherein we discussed the art of winning large deals we also talked about decision making decisions are made emotionally and justified rationally our success in life including business are determined by the decisions we make in today's episode we shall talk about the flip side of sales which is marketing the role marketing plays in developing a business is unquestionable the why hasn't changed however the how has evolved which has opened up opportunities for even small and medium businesses to leverage marketing in achieving profitable growth in their business let us learn about that from today's guest priyadarshini sharma vp asia pacific at mccormick and company so please join me in welcoming our guest priyadarshini sharma hello priya welcome to the business developer podcast thanks for taking out time to join this episode thanks sujay thanks it's great to be here and uh, good to be speaking to you thank you priya just to give you a brief about this podcast priya this objective of this podcast is to provide a 360 degree view of all aspects involved in developing a business thereby be a source of inspiration for the listeners so to get started priya if you can share the story of your life and help the listeners know you learn about you sure sure i'm from india originally and i have over 20 years of experience working in various countries various brands uh, also across different industries in terms of education my uh, i did a masters degree in finance and accounting and then i did a mba in marketing from iim indore while my uh, training is in marketing you can say that i am actually a bit more of a general management professional as well because i have kind of uh, been involved in both the finance side as well as the more business building side the last 20 years i think i can say that i've really been inspired by insights I, that's kind of the holy grail of unlocking any business growth and across various different industries the other thing which i think which is special in terms of you know how i approach learning is that i do have a growth mindset and a learner's mindset and i approach things with the curiosity and humility which i think is really important in terms of trying to unlock those insights which can uh, drive business growth going forward so that's just kind of uh, what my interests are in the last 20 plus years of working well said priya you know i believe we need to be a professional learner every day of our life in our professionals and to grow every day Yeah absolutely and i think especially looking at how fast the world is changing right that uh, we have to approach it with the uh, like i said curiosity and humility right to really have that mindset of uh, what can i learn from this situation that's cool priya let's focus on the marketing aspects marketing is one of the key facets of developing a business so my expectation and my thinking is that we can help share some learnings 
through your experiences which business developers could follow and benefit from sure yeah you have been in the marketing domain for two decades priya over this period and which i believe is a long time given the changes and you said what we are going through on a everyday basis in your experience how have you seen marketing evolve or change in its contribution towards developing a business yeah sure i think that's a great question you know at its core the function of marketing is about demand generation and any business whether it is small or big requires that demand generation right so the why of marketing hasn't changed the fact is that we need to do some kind of uh, demand generation in order to be able to sell products or services whether that's b2b or b2c and the role of marketing you know really is to help create that uh, decision or create that first moment of truth where the purchase is made and um, i like to always say this this is one of my favorite quotes that humans are not thinking beings that feel we are feeling beings that think and you know decision making is not fully rational and that's why it's really important to have marketing to be able to do those storytelling and start building those memory structures which can help in unlocking purchase or purchase behavior at the core i really believe that you know the why of it has not changed but what has obviously changed is the how when i started working back in 1998 i still remember that you know i would go to the office and uh, we used to have one desktop huge massive desktop it wasn't a omni present uh, thing that you used everywhere and the internet of course now has completely revolutionized the how of marketing right? right and there's three things specifically that i'd like to touch on in terms of how the technology has changed marketing i think the first point is that the way people consume marketing has evolved uh, over the last 20 years so i still remember you know when we were growing up we used to have one tv station and it was broadcast media and it was you know you just had to consume whatever anybody was saying but now it's not the case anymore and people can choose to switch off it's not one way first of all it's a conversation people demand customization as well uh, because of uh, this much more one to one conversation and it's not that broadcast thing anymore as a one way piece the second thing which has changed with the technology is that marketing is now become accessible to every size of business so you know previously we used to say that if you didn't have big money to go on national media and advertise and you know create those shiny ads you were wasting your money because you were just not meeting the threshold level of expenses which is required to be able to get anything to scale but i think that has dramatically changed because with the internet now marketing is accessible or rather communication or broad larger scale communication is accessible to every size of business so that's the second point which has changed which of course bodes well for folks who are trying to develop a new business or trying to get it you know off the ground the third thing which i will say is quite interesting is that when everything is at a click of a button or you know where you can google anything not doing marketing is also a type of marketing there is no such thing as hidden if you don't have a presence or if you're not putting a message specifically out there people are finding whatever somebody else is saying about your product or service you know so in that sense it is it is a big change i think these three things in the how have changed how marketing is done and how it kind of helps in developing a business that's well put priya just i think what you have said just to summarize it one aspect that you said the point one the consumption of marketing has evolved so i believe marketing has become more democratized right and marketing is not now only the parlays or the game where the big players play in the new businesses that gets developed 
can also have access to all these marketing technologies or marketing techniques or channels. So I see that's a democratization of marketing. And that's where businesses should look at how to leverage marketing, even when they are in the early stages of their journey, right? And the second point, like you said, it's not one TV. Everybody has access to marketing communications and messages. So I believe personalization of marketing is needed. Personalization of messages is needed. And that's what every business is, is trying to strive for. How, to what level of detailed or what level of accurate personalization they could achieve. Right? Absolutely. And the third point you said is very critical. No marketing is still marketing. And there's a lot of word of mouth that gets spread out without you being able to control that. So how you act in your daily business is very critical. How you act with your individual customer or consumer is very critical. Absolutely. And I think that's where I really feel like, you know, where previously it used to be considered a cost head. Now, because of technology, it has become better ROI tracking and, you know, you're able to better see what the benefit is. And that's, again, why uh, it's becoming uh, more important going forward with different businesses as well. Yeah. Then if you take this thinking forward, if such as the opportunities that's there, according to you, what are the key challenges the marketing function faces today to help continue contributing to the business? <laughs> I think, you know, the marketing function is often seen as a frivolous part of the business. You know, they are the guys who are wearing the swanky clothes and, you know, going to the big agency meetings and going to five-star hotels and <laughs> all of that, right? Uh, it's unfortunately one of the images that department has, but um, so which is where, you know, it's often seen sometimes as a frivolous expense because it's also tough to prove causation because there are multiple factors that drive business growth, right? Absolutely. You know that whether that is the route to market, whether that is the sales orders, whether that is kind of the final after sale service, etc. All these things keep on adding to the business growth going forward. So it's tough to say that it's only marketing that's led to growth. So that's kind of the first uh, point. I think also one of the other things which especially small businesses can uh, face as a challenge is that they're not able to unlock higher levels of support from social and digital platforms. So we know that the Facebooks, Instagram, Googles of the world, they're all, uh, they help in joint business planning, right? With the bigger companies and they actually look at what are their objectives and they create bespoke programs for these companies and which sometimes can be a little bit difficult for a small business to unlock simply because the resources are limited. And speaking of limited resources, sometimes also access to talent might be limited for a smaller business, which is just starting to develop. So, you know, you might not be able to get really experienced people. You might also be lacking on uh, effective processes and competencies. And, you know, when I talk about competencies, there are skills as well as behavioral competencies. And, you know, it's just um, it's one of the things where it can be a challenge for a small business to get the marketing function off the ground and to really make it effective. Yeah, well said, Priya. I think those certainly are the challenges. And I believe the successful businesses find a solution to those challenges or find a way around those challenges to still achieve and meet their goals, right? Let's move to the next aspect, uh, Priya, which I firmly believe in and I see strong businesses have strong brands. How should a small company with very low or limited budget go about building their brand? Yeah, sure. I think like you rightly said, right, building a brand is really important because people will pay more for a brand. It's the truth. I still remember when I was working with um, a home appliance company and we used to actually have an OEM 
um, supplier, an original equipment manufacturer supplier who used to supply to this branded company. And we would just literally stick our brand name on it and the price of it would go up 3x versus the OEM, right? So we know that brands play a very important role in driving business growth and especially in driving more profitable growth going forward. We also know that it's really important from a marketing perspective, the two things which will help in driving brand growth is mental availability and physical availability. This is a, a model from Professor Byron Sharp, you know, where he talks about mental availability is really about the fact that do you think about the brand when you're supposed to go and buy and, you know, is in the first moment of truth. And then when you go to find the brand, is it available where you're buying it? You know, is it available at the right price and the right format? And that's what physical availability refers to. So both of these have to actually come together in order for a brand to grow. So definitely, like you said, it is very important. Marketing is very important to develop a strong brand. And it is a complex, uh, complex, uh, well, it's complex and not complex, right? Uh, (laughs) I think that people make it more complex than is needed. And that's where, you know, your question about the best practices is an important dovetail into this uh, into this piece. So I can just, you know, off the top of my head, I can talk about a few best practices uh, for especially for companies who don't have a very big budget. Right. So the first and foremost thing, um, and this is the formula, if you will, is that you must understand the who and the who by that. I, what I mean is that what is the problem you are solving and for whom? And this is a must have, even if you have shoestring budgets, we must first of all understand who is the person that we are targeting and what is the problem we are solving for them, right? Then based on the who, define the what, which means what do we want our brand and our company to stand for? And ideally, what we want to stand for is linked back to the problem that we are solving, right? And that's because that's what will help us be more intuitively building a brand which makes sense. The other best practice, which I will say is whether you're a big company or a small company, right? The point is that we must be disciplined. And there's a couple of facets of this discipline, right? The first point on discipline is that every activity builds towards the consistent idea. So once you've defined your what based on the who, whatever you do needs to build around that same, that consistent idea for to ensure that every dollar that you're spending is helping to solidify that idea right Right. it's very there's a big temptation that people have to like try to be everything to everyone or you know try to go in different directions simply based on what is the latest news of today they will try and you know just say try to ride on that uh, that news nothing wrong with being topical but even with topicality must build towards a consistent idea so your tone and manner should not be different based on what's the topic you're talking about The second facet of being disciplined is spend on activities that actually make a difference. You know, I still remember that we were trying to launch a new brand in uh, in China and the guys were very excited about doing events uh, because, you know, they were like, oh, it's going to be great and we'll have people coming in and, you know, it's going to be beautiful. And we spent a lot of money reaching like a few thousand people, which made no difference finally to the amount of awareness we had right so it's really be disciplined on the activities that make a difference and you know that's the point and then the third thing around being disciplined and this is again linked to the digital marketing space you know where everyone's rushing to create content and people used to say content is king 
I say content is not king. Amplification is actually king. <laughs> content is queen. Okay. <laughs> Because there's no point in creating content which you can't amplify. There is no such thing as organic reach. Every single digital social platform will tell you that you know you can put all the content you want, but people will not see it unless you actually put money to amplify it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the other best practice around being disciplined, which is saying. you know just make sure that you're spending on activities that make a difference and actually amplify stuff that you create then i will say one other thing for smaller businesses is to have that mindset of testing and learning so you know there's a 70 20 10 rule where we say you know 70% of the budget goes against proven stuff 20% goes against adjacent stuff which is you know adjacent to uh, something which is proven and 10 should go into exploratory stuff so you know maybe 5 years ago if we were going to talk about platforms you could say 70% would go on a facebook 20% would go on instagram which is an adjacent platform and 10% you know maybe would go on something completely different which is which is unproven and which is exploratory just so that you can test and learn to see what is the best uh, roi for you or what's the best way to reach uh, your target audience and so yeah that's just you know some uh, uh, best practices that i'll say for a smaller company who has very low budget finally you know the the thing about small companies is that their strengths are agility and creativity right so when you have less money it forces you to be creative so play to that strength and you know really play to that uh, that piece rather than try to emulate the bigger companies because you know without the big budgets it doesn't make sense great points priya i think this was really helpful at least for me i i took some points as a learning experience for myself i'm sure our listeners who are involved at a similar stage of their company would learn from these best practices and try to adopt some of those or all of those and as you also talked about no marketing is marketing there could be a lot of word of mouth spread they need to also continue focusing on their customers continue to give value to their customers and see that also as a channel to build their brand right absolutely that's where i said you know we have to always start with the who hmm. and you know remember that at the end of the day the who is also not a company it's people that's true because you know you are trying to you are trying to meet uh, someone at 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 the level where it will help them open their minds to whatever your you, whatever is the problem that you're trying to solve so think about the touch points based on that right and most of the decision making is not rational there's a lot of emotion built into the decision making absolutely you know it's funny you say this i was just having a chat the other day with a with a friend who is uh, actually he's doing a b2b platform now and he's uh, looking at growing it and they've just got a couple of rounds of funding and they're looking at expanding their business and they were looking for a cmo and uh, they were saying that oh should we get a tech cmo should we get somebody who's like really knows the technology and what we actually discussed is that no maybe you should get somebody who's done cpg who's done uh, consumer goods because you need somebody who's able to do that storytelling which appeals to even the person who's buying on the other side even if he's buying on the on behalf of a business it needs to be a compelling uh, storytelling yeah <laughs> thanks for sharing that example i am sure some of our listeners may be in a similar stage exactly facing the same situation yeah we many times get into a stereotypes thing that okay i have a technology company my how should i get my cmo the chief marketing officer what should be the background and that's a key important decision but as you said before the people the skills that you bring in the team that you develop that's another part of your success right 
Now, if we just try to focus on the flip side of it, what are the pitfalls that the companies need to avoid in their brand building journey, in their journey of leveraging their marketing function towards profitable business growth? You know, if uh, it's an interesting question, I can literally say ten things yeah. <laughs> of of the pitfalls which you know I can and I can today I can say proudly it's through I've learned it the hard way through failures you know over the last twenty years and I can really say that this is stuff which I know we need to avoid and learn from other people's mistakes. I think the first point is really uh, there is a trap which exists to burn through a lot of cash and still not move the needle. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, you can be busy in like, you know, getting a lot of uh, money spent on stuff, which is not actually impacting the who that you are trying to target. So, you know, give you an example. If you are trying to uh, talk to, for example, in a, a B2B client whose key pain point is that the machinery is taking too long or, you know, the machinery is not effective enough, then having a celebrity come and talk about how great they think the machine is, is probably not going to convince the guy that, you know, the, the, the thing is solved. But you spent a lot of money on buying that celebrity and, you know, burn through a lot of cash, but it's still not going to move the needle in terms of actually what is the problem that you're trying to solve and for whom. The other point on this one is there is, I have seen this also quite often, that people mistake activity for result. You know, there's a lot of busy fools who do a lot of stuff. You know, they'll be creating Facebook posts and they will be kind of putting stuff on LinkedIn and creating uh, all kinds of, you know, content, etc. And that's activity because they keep themselves busy, but it's not actually having any result or impact. So, you know, that's the other point on marketing is that you really have to sit and think about what can I do with the time that I have, which is really going to make a difference. And keep going back to the who, keep going back to what's the problem you're going to solve. The other thing, you know, I've seen this also is, you know, if you have no money or if you have very little money, then there is a temptation to do nothing. You know, this is actually a bit of an issue. And um, I like the story someone told me, you know, of uh, that there was a beach in which there were a lot of starfish which were washed ashore and all the starfish were lying on the beach, right? There were literally tens of thousands of them. And there was one guy who was walking on the beach and he was picking up one, one starfish by one and throwing it back into the ocean so that it could survive. Right. And another guy comes and asks him, why are you bothering? You know, there's 10,000 starfish. You will never be able to hit all of them. What difference is it going to make? And the guy says, you know, as he picks up a starfish and throws it back into the sea, he says, it's going to make a difference to this one, this one that I'm throwing in, right? Uh, and this for me is a really powerful metaphor for if you don't have big budgets or if you don't have big money, start small, but do something. And that will make a difference. You know, you'll continue to build on it and it'll have a cumulative effect over a period of time. Rather than say, you know, I have no money, I'm going to do nothing. And then, you know, you'll never grow to that level or you'll never grow to, you'll never hit the potential because you'll just kind of be talking to yourself <laughs> in that, um, in that sense. And but doing that, you need to still have a balance of not being turning into a busy fool, right, Priya? And do nothing. There still, still should be some intelligence and thinking in what exactly to be done. Absolutely. And I, that's why, you know, when I started this chat, right, I said the holy grail is insight. Right. So knowing who 
are you talking to and what is the problem that you're solving? If you keep going back to that as your touchstone for every activity that you do, uh, then whether it's a small activity or not, it will make a difference. So that's kind of what where I'm going that, you know, the, it, of course, I, I agree. It's not that uh, we, we don't want to be busy fools, but do something. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's carry forward. Good. Yeah. I think some of the other pitfalls um, is, again, lack of clarity on what you want to stand for or, you know, lack of um, commitment to that vision and you keep changing it, therefore, whereby you then end up standing for nothing. And this is, again, you know, it's uh, every time a new brand manager comes on board, they think that they have to change the vision of the brand. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's something to avoid as well. That's definitely a pitfall because it doesn't help, you know, it doesn't help. And it's actually more helpful to start building a brand, build a foundation before you think of, uh, of changing it. The other thing which I've uh, seen is also um, there's a focus on fixing symptoms Mm -hmm. um, and not fixing the actual root cause. And this is, you know, this applies to various facets of the business, but it certainly applies to uh, commercialization or marketing. So, you know, if we find that, I'll give you an example, right? This company used to specialize in making uh, computers. And they used to uh, sell it online. It was one of the first companies to sell. Uh, they had a online. They never had an offline presence, right? Okay. And so people had to call in to the company and they had to come and say, you know, what they were looking for, what they wanted. And then the company would kind of prepare it and ship it out to them. Okay. And I was actually working as a strategic planner at that time. I was in the, I was working in on the communication side. And they were saying, oh, you know what, the calls are not coming in as much as we want. And, you know, we just need to, uh, um, we need to get better operators or we need to get more discount. We need to get a a deeper discount. And that's how we will be able to convert this, right? So they were focusing on the symptom, which was that the calls are not coming in or the calls are not getting converted. And they immediately landed on, we must give higher discount. And I always say a higher discount is the weapon of the marketeer who has nothing else to say. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's like, okay, cheap, cheap, cheap is the last word that you can say as a marketeer because you have nothing else to say, right? So this was an issue where, you know, they didn't attempt to understand the root cause. So once we started digging into this a little bit on what's happening with the call, uh, why is it not coming, right? We actually found that the media that it was going in was actually all wrong. So it was not even reaching the right people. The kind of the media that was going out to say that this is the number to call, etc. was not reaching the right people. Then the second point was that even if it was reaching them, the way that the message was put was not appealing to them. So therefore, it was just going straight into the dustbin, right? So which means that the root cause of people not calling was not that they wanted higher discounts. It was just that they were not seeing your message at all. So understanding the root cause is very important before you start acting on uh, fixing symptoms uh, as an example right true the final piece which i will say and this i've seen especially with folks who don't have very big budgets is that they will try to put everything into one piece of paper or you know into one touch point trying to cram too much information into it is also not helpful so really when you have less money actually think about what is the one thing i want people to remember about my service or my brand and just hammer the hell out of that 
rather than trying to say 50 different things, which then doesn't mean anything to anyone, right? So the getting to that golden message or that communication message strategy, going back to the who of what is the problem you're going to solve, that's really important. And don't fall into the pitfall of, you know, trying to say too much and <laughs> because you have less money. Great, Priya. Well said. I think uh, these learnings and the pitfalls, uh, small businesses or any business, I will say, for that matter, needs to keep in mind and thereby generate more effectiveness from their marketing function, from their brand building and thus help them in a profitable business growth. Good, Priya. I, I think this is a great learning experience for me to learn a lot of new things from you. As we draw close to this episode, Priya, there's one question that I like to ask many of our guests coming and learn from their perspective. The context is that Priya, as we grow through our careers, through our life, we take on many good habits and good practices that at that point of time helps us, makes our life much better, makes us more successful. But then as we talked of also, it's, we live in a fast changing world and we need to keep learning. We need to become a professional, curious learner, student of life. So have you faced experiences where you need where you needed to unlearn something from the past to learn something new in the present to make you more successful in the present or for the future? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think Sujay, that's a great question. And you're right that it's uh, it's especially relevant right now because of the way that our world has changed in the last uh, six, seven months, right? In terms of uh, the with with COVID kind of being the order of the day. And it's very interesting. I was actually living in China when uh, COVID had first started. And then, you know, we've just after that, we've moved to Singapore. But uh, it's really, I think that the it's it's been a process of steep learning. I joined a new company where, uh, a new company I joined where I've actually never met anyone physically. It's all been, uh, it's all been online, right? So I, I think uh, one of the things which I'll say that uh, is something that I've had to unlearn or, or create a different way of doing is this idea of how to make connection mm -hmm. um, where, you know, previously you could meet people and you could kind of feel the energy and, you know, feel the interaction. And when you meet face to face, it's a completely different uh, quality of interaction, uh, if you will. Right. But now that we are in a, in a video conferencing world now, I've had to learn a little bit more of how can I create those connections or how can I create those relationships, right. which, uh, which are very important, of course, for doing business, right? It's really the informal communication that, for fosters, uh, that fosters faster decision making and actually fosters better, uh, better decision making as well. So that's one of the things that I think I've had to learn in the absence of a water cooler how can I create a virtual water cooler and uh, and build those relationships um, in, in this time? I think that's one of the things that I've had to learn. The other thing, you know, more from a marketing perspective is that previously, you know, when we used to have campaign evaluations, it used to be done at the end of the campaign, right? So you put a campaign out there and then you put all the money on it. And then at the end of the campaign, you find out, okay, how did I do? But this doesn't work anymore, especially because a lot of stuff is happening in the digital social space uh, where everything happens very, very fast. So kind of course correcting on the go, also tracking and making sure that you're doing that A-B testing and, you know, putting your best foot forward. Uh, that's something which I've had to learn as well. So, you know, I've unlearned the, the thing around wait for, you know, put all the money behind the campaign, have faith in it and keep seeing it through 
that's something I've had to unlearn okay. and actually said, okay, let's track after after one week, let's track and see what is the kind of response we're getting, especially to digital um, or social campaigns, and then see what we need to change or how we need to course correct um, so that we can make the best use of resources. It's, you know, really dynamically allocate resources based on what you're learning uh, rather than wait, for, uh, you know, commit resources up front and wait for the end to see how you performed. I think that's one of the big learnings which has happened as well in the last few years. That's great, Priya. Thanks for sharing those. Those are really insightful. And the challenge that you've mentioned about COVID times, which each one of us going through, and more so for business developers, where in developing a business is, has been very much about personal touch, right? Building those relationships and again, connecting as we are more feeling beings than thinking. That's the real challenge everyone is grappling with, as you said, how to bring on those virtual coffee machine discussions, how do you build relationships, how do you build trust while being remote? Thanks a lot for sharing this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that can be the another uh, subject of one of your podcasts, Sujay. <laughs> yeah, tr- truly, truly, I think so. Very good today, Priya. I think that was really nice, really insightful. Was good. Thank you, uh, Priya, for coming in here. Just one last question. If some of our listeners need to contact and connect with you, if they are in a similar problem or would like to discuss some marketing and business development topic with you, how could our listeners reach out to you? Yeah, I can be reached on LinkedIn. And uh, again, I want to say it's my pleasure uh, to have spoken to you today. And thank you so much for the opportunity. I really look forward to listening to more of your uh, sessions going forward. Thank you, Priya. I'm also in a learning journey here. We need to learn every day. Thank you then. Have a nice day ahead. Talk to you later. Thanks, Ajay. You too. Thank you. Bye. Not doing marketing is also a type of marketing. If you do not put out a message about your business by yourself, your target customers are going to make their own impression of your business based upon what they hear from whatever is being said by others. That was one of my learnings from the conversation with Priya. What did you learn? Hope this episode has helped you to gain ideas, inspirations or food for thought towards your own journey of developing a business and leveraging marketing in that journey. Thanks to those who have given positive ratings to this show. Do give me a high five if you like this episode. I also would love to hear your feedback and suggestions for improvement. If you'd like to get your question answered, just record it and email it to me. I would make sure to play your question and get that answered in one of my upcoming episodes. Or if you'd like to share your story through the Business Developer Podcast, pitch it to me. My contact information is provided in the episode notes. That's it for now. See you again in the next episode of the Business Developer Podcast. Stay happy, healthy, curious to learn. And go ahead and leverage marketing in your business. Bye for now.